Between the Finite and the Infinite, podcast number 63. We are in this together. COVID-19 is contacted person to person. To escape the virus, don't associate with people. (laughs) Not a great choice, is it? We are social animals, and over the millennia, we have created amazing civilizations, including social interactions to serve us. For example, we have established outstanding schools where students and teachers interact and students interact with students. Enrollment at some universities today reach nearly 70,000 students. We have complex systems so that the food produced on less than 12% of the world's land area is transported around the world to feed us. The Farm Bureau claims that one American farmer now feeds 166 people. The consumers then spend as much of their money eating out in groups as they spend for food they prepare in the confines of their homes. Obviously, we depend on others to feed us, and we make breaking bread a social, if not a religious, ritual. If that system breaks down, we starve. We vote to have representatives, senators, and a president legislate for us in Washington, D.C., and administer the rules by which we live. All 541 members of Congress and their staffs interact officially and unofficially for us in the Capitol throughout the year. Americans have organized a huge, complex health care system, employing essential workers to look out for our health and then to take care of us when we are sick. Worldwide civilizations have also created social art forms, such as concerts, live theater, and sporting events, which attract audiences in the thousands. We have built brick-and-mortar stadiums, concert halls, theaters, and convention centers to house huge social gatherings. And don't forget the essential bus drivers, meat packers, truck drivers, and all other persons who participate in making the social system work. We are in this together, like it or not. This virus has forced us to take a new look at our civilization. So much of it has been built on social institutions. Perhaps the coronavirus is a gift from the Magi, a coronal crown forcing us to take a new look at our relationships. It will only be a gift, however, if we take an intelligent look at the situation. Our convention centers, shopping centers, stadiums, concert halls, hospitals, and grocery stores that we have constructed are only sustainable at a terrible cost in sickness and death in the face of COVID-19. What will replace what we had created? We have already made accommodations, personal and collective. Congress has passed a series of stimulus packages to help temporarily. When the virus is defeated, what will our new normal look like? Humans can be incredibly innovative. Myron McKenna, in her article, The Virus Hunters, in the current issue of Smithsonian, warns us, quote, 
once or twice a year, a spillover of an animal pathogen into people ignites a new infectious disease, end quote. So, more COVID-19s are in the future? The new normal must adjust to this. I wish to suggest a place for us to start as we prepare for our new normal. We have seen different responses in different countries. It seems to me that Americans need to start a shift from each person should look out for themselves. Yes, I heard that on TV yesterday. Two, we are in this together. Americans are not unified, and that is good. But on the average, we tend toward independent individualism. Here is an interesting comparison. United States. Many Americans, including our president, have chosen to ignore social distancing, wearing masks, and stay-at-home recommendations. We also have by far more cases than any other country. Today's figure is 3,124,660, and many hospitals are at capacity. It has been difficult for freedom-loving Americans to coordinate a response to this pandemic. Too many Americans expect each person to look out for themselves, in preference to realizing that there is a heavy price to pay if we fail to work together at the national level. Individual initiative can only go so far, and it has stacked the system against certain groups. Denmark Danes also love freedom, but are demonstrably more aware that freedom is not a matter of individual rights. They say that it is a condition of society and can only be achieved when we consider how our actions impact others. Astrid Krag, the Minister of Interior and Health of Denmark, closed the country's borders when the first COVID-19 virus was detected in Denmark. The Danes understood and supported her actions. My son, who lives in Denmark, tells me that the Danes expect everyone to pay attention to the fact that their success as a country depends on working together. As a result, Denmark has already been able to make adjustments and open up social interactions with modifications and careful testing. Regarding the Corona-19 virus, Two Danes per thousand have contracted the virus, compared with nine per thousand Americans. The virus has killed one per 10,000 Danes, compared with four per 10,000 Americans. Does the national attitude make a difference? I have explored the implications which a national change of attitude could make in America. Read my book, Answers Become Questions. It is available online, in print, or as an ebook. This is serious business. It's estimated that the bubonic plague killed 25 million people in the years 541 to 542, and it killed another 25 million from 1347 to 1352. In 1775 to 1782, the smallpox virus brought in by Europeans wiped out one-third of our Native Americans. 
50 million people died worldwide from the influenza from 1918 to 1919. We need to revise our social systems to recognize that person-to-person contacts have spread viruses in the past and will return in the future. If we start by recognizing that we are in this together, we will prepare for the next virus. And perhaps we, all of us worldwide, will also figure out how to adjust our global footprint on climate change. Thank <laughs> you.